Episode 64, Finding Your Blog Voice. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we hear Dr. Heather Dennison's perspective. Join 2017 Podcast Awards-nominated host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, as he gets a rarely-seen look into the specialties of all types of doctors and guests, plus marketing, travel tips, struggles, goals, and relationship advice. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Before we jump into the interview today, in case you don't listen to the end of the episodes, ha, here's a quick summary. Uh, if you go to a doctorsperspective.net slash resources, there are all the affiliate things that I uh, work with. Uh, if any of this sounds interesting, definitely go check them out and buy it through the link. Set for set, they have uh, these crazy steel mace workout equipment and also the power bands, something that I really enjoy using before. Primal Health and Nutrition, they've got grass-fed beef, collagen, protein, you can use the code PRIMALDOC to save an extra 10% off. If you're into um, paleo and keto, you may f- recognize that this is a product that a lot of people recommend, as well as Mentor Box, so that you can get book interviews. And, you know, I've released some books, and uh, at the end of February, I finally got everything set up in ClickFunnels. If you're interested in ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson and his two different books, definitely click on over through, the, through our link, and it's appreciative. Speaking of which... The Needleless Acupuncture book is available in the website, needlessacupuncture.net slash protocol. You can download four different chapters, insomnia, anxiety, low back pain, or headaches, and it's going to give you pictures and points and everything that you need to get started. And when you go through the, uh, the funnel, of course, to get that, there is, if you're not going to use needles, you're going to have to use something. So there's a little sales pitch in there that you can, uh, what you'll need anyway. So check that out. East meets West. Let me tell you. All right, so today's show, we have a female doctor who went from private practice to full-time blogging with her site, Well Fit and Fed. We'll talk about why she did that, how did she monetize it, and I can already tell you, she's got several different programs that we're going to talk about. They hopefully will interest you because, if for nothing else, it's good information, and you might find something of interest that you can implement into your own clinic. We'll also discuss how she makes a long-distance relationship blossom with her husband, staff tips, and because she's got a three-day reset, uh, a new program coming out, Change Cave, and her first five consulting, you're going to get a lot of like little nuggets, a little bit here, a little bit there. Like I always try to say, listen to what they say and, and figure out a way to, if it works for blogging, what can I do on my own personal blog? If she's made products, maybe I can too. You know what I mean? Lastly, I'm excited to announce to the world, me and my wife are now pregnant for our little Asian Cajun, so we couldn't be more excited, obviously, letting you guys know. It's been four months, so we are past the nausea and the morning sickness. Woo! End of August. Should be a dad. And just kind of, you know how it is, first time parents, all the things that's going on in your mind. So uh, I'm sure I'll talk about it here and there in the next few months. But just want to let y'all know the good news. Okay, let's go back to the show. Adoptedsperspective.net slash 64. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China and Seattle. I want to welcome to the show. This doctor has several programs, an amazing blog called Well Fit and Fed, Change Cave, Three Day Reset, and a few other little secrets we'll talk about <laughs> later in the show. She is great. This is actually our second time chatting, first time recording. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Dr. Heather Oh, Denison. thank you so much, Justin. It's great to be here. I'm super appreciative. And uh, I know I'm going to enjoy our time together today as much as I did last time. Absolutely. Well, look, let's get... I, got, I like to ask always, how did somebody become into the profession? But you've been doing this thing for a while. You're a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. 
turned into blogger mm-hmm. and coach. So uh, maybe just a little bit of why chiropractic, but then how did you become, uh, you know, why did you transition out of active sure. practice? Like many chiropractors, I was led to chiropractic through a personal injury issue. I blew out both my knees and my sister drug me to a chiropractor named Dr. Wright, uh, which was awesome. And I had one adjustment. I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I just readjusted all my schooling because I was on my way to be a marine biologist of all things. And uh, yeah, and uh, and off I went to uh, Palmer West in California. And the rest of that is history. I mean, I ended up in brick and mortar practice uh, for 20 years and loved every second of it. And I was very, very blessed to hand the practice over to two wonderful sisters from Wisconsin who are running it beautifully. And to answer your question about the, the life transition, a couple years before I sold the practice, I just started getting led to do a lot more writing and a lot more casting the net of education around wellness, fitness, and nutrition, casting that net a little wider. And that meant moving into the online space. And eventually, my husband and I, uh, in our life design plan, um, realized we were going to be heading into a season of a lot more personal travel. And he travels professionally. So it just made sense for me to start to pursue these other dreams because they were flexible and adaptable to the lifestyle we were going to be generating for ourselves. Wow. Well, when you start to go this path, was it difficult of trying to, did you just start writing and then say, okay, now how do I monetize this so that I can still make a living? Yeah, I, did you I, have a game plan? I, um, I didn't have any idea what I was doing, Justin, actually, to be honest with you, I uh, thought I would write a blog post and hit publish and everybody would read it and it would get pushed out all and I'd be famous. Uh, yeah, that's not actually how the online space works. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because uh, two months after I sold my practice, I went to a blogging conference in Utah and Salt Lake City, and uh, I was blown away. I had no idea how much I didn't know. I was terrified by the end of it uh, because there is so much that goes to it. And so the whole monetization piece, that's a whole other, you know, animal. And, uh, and that takes, a, it's a whole other education. And so I would say in the last two years, I've gotten an MBA, I've gotten a coding degree, I've taken, you know, all sorts of things just, just to try to make that work for the well fit and fed model. Well, you know, and I read an article, you know, trying to prep for the interview mm-hmm. and, well, you know, what exactly is she into? And um, one of them was, this is an article about like five or six or seven or something different fitness apps. And I yeah. was like, that's really cool that I don't have to go and figure it out myself because I was using one that was like a Tabata seven minute style thing. And I tracked myself with like my fitness yeah, pile great. And, and you were using different ones to... Um, run up a mountain I yeah, believe, or something and so it, it was it was really cool to like the, you could see your personality in it and it was well thank you advice that you could actually use well it was really i think cool. i found a sweet spot i love writing it it took me a long time to find my voice i was not a very good writer when i first started and i've still got a long way to go but i enjoy it immensely and to create content my whole goal because as a chiropractor i wanted to be able to send my patients to resources that were readable but packed full of practical information on fitness nutrition and wellness that was consistent with the chiropractic model and so that was the whole background around well fit and fed was i want to produce content that i wanted in practice and so the idea of you know you're the one you're referring to is the five fitness apps kind of you can't live without and so that's stuff that people is in, are interested right now and so that was a big piece of it is is not writing what i wanted but 
getting the pulse of what people were looking and were interested in and wanting to learn about and tailoring my content toward that. Have you found a way to joint venture or have people guess? I mean, for you to be like a guest blog on somebody else's blog, have you figured out how to do that? Or is that something that's in your strategy? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. There's uh, a lot of different avenues you can take to monetize. And some of them will feel like a fit and some of them won't. And so I did a couple of guest blogs and it just didn't feel right to me. So I didn't continue that. And Another way that like bloggers actually monetize is they get sponsorships, they get connected to companies that they like, and they like to talk about, they promote, I tried a little of that with a couple different, I just didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a fit for me. And so what eventually I landed on is I realized I have ideas and uh, programs inside of me, and I needed to take the time and space to create those and make that an online product for my own business. And so that's that's the monetizing avenue I've gone is more of the creating a product and promoting that instead of looking for kind of other avenues of monetization outside my own company. Well, I want to ask about, you got this thing called Three Day Reset, and I know you're in pre-launch stage of something called Change yeah. Cave. So give us a little background. What's three-day reset? What can we expect from something yeah, like that? Yeah, so the three-day reset was designed. I come from a terribly obsessive overeating background. I have an addiction to food. It took me a long time to work through that. And through that, of course, I tried everything. I, I was grossly overweight at, at one point in my life. And, um, and so through personal struggle, Justin, I really wanted to learn how to feed myself and nourish myself effectively and practically. And so not everyone can do a 30-day this or a 21-day that. So thus was born the three-day reset, which is you can do it once a month, you can do it four times a month, whatever you want, but it's three days of very structured, intentional eating, all laid out, food, grocery list, recipes, and plan, very, very consistent every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that way, if somebody does it every week, just those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 40% of their month is eating completely clean, completely organic, completely perfectly. And that is so much easier to maintain than trying to jump on a bandwagon of trying to do six weeks straight of very restrictive type of program. And so that's how the three-day reset was born because you can do it just once a month as a cleansing kind of reset to get you back on track, or you can do it more of a, of a I call it a, a martial art practice of learning how to eat correctly. Because as soon as you start doing that every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the things that the instructions in the book, it starts to spill over to the rest of your week and helps you make better choices the rest of your week. But it's been a really successful program. I've really enjoyed teaching people how to use it. Um, and you can just get the book on Amazon and it is self-explanatory. It, it's a tiny little book. It does not take long and it's very approachable. Well, I've been listening to a lot of intermittent fasting mm -hmm. and, you know, those types of people and should you go keto yeah. and all that. And oh my goodness, the science that's mm -hmm. out there on the 16-9 hour diet and even if you just did like 24-hour fast for mm -hmm. one day a, mm -hmm. a week or even a mm -hmm. month, it completely destroys like these bad habits. Yeah. It's really rejuvenating. There's all these, you know, pick a buzzword that you would want yeah. with food and health and it does it for you. And I'm guessing, I don't know exactly, I haven't yeah. bought a program or a book or anything, but it's just, just to say that even one day a week mm -hmm. changing things like that really yeah, makes a sure. difference. Yeah, for sure. 
And that's what we try to teach people is through the book, it helps make the concept of nourishing your body well and eating well, it makes it doable and approachable and not scary and not expensive. And it doesn't take hours and hours and hours. And the book teaches you how to meal prep on a Sunday in 60 to 90 minutes. It teaches you how to have food ready to go in the fridge. That's really great for your body. And um, it just teaches consistent habits. So that that's where the book came yeah. from. But the, I think you yeah. You that's asked so about cool. the change cave and that's, that's my baby right now. It's launching March 15th. And the whole concept behind it, Justin, was that w people are having a hard time making consistent wellness change in their life. They want to lose weight. They want to start working out. They want to get well. And yet they start and it, it doesn't follow through. And so the change cave is a community of people like-minded who are ready to make true long-term transformation in their life. There's a, Facebook group that's highly interactive and supportive. And then there's a 12 module program uh, in the form of a membership that covers all the different aspects of wellness and how to implement. And then a big piece of the program is treating our wellness more like we treat other things in our life and actually creating a plan to accomplish it across the finish line and through a structured objective setting, breaking it down to goals, into projects, into action steps um, with clear deadlines and all of that. And then we all hold each other together on our individual objectives. The Change Cave is going to be great because it provides all a, a, a diverse amount of education and wellness, but yet the structure and the encouragement and accountability to actually get people to their finish line. Oh, that's going to be huge. Yeah, I'm excited. I, and you know, honestly, it, as a chiropractor, I, I really wanted to teach this stuff in practice, but we don't have time and we don't get reimbursed for it. So if I, as a chiropractor, had a program I could refer my patients to, oh my gosh, at a, it's only $23 a month, that would be a no-brainer. And so that's a, a big area I'm trying to work with is helping chiropractors bring their patients up alongside all the wellness strategies they know and use and practice themselves, but don't have time to teach. I'm like, I will teach those for you. And then you get better results and better credibility in your practice as a result of your patients being more holistically well. See, that makes sense to me because $23, I didn't even know the price on that. That's really not bad at all. 23. And as a coach, we could do this one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm going to mm -hmm. charge you. You're not going to be happy with that price. But at 23, it's like, yeah, I'm a more of a moderator. We got a whole community, exactly. you know, you can ring them yeah. in and, and, and throw some advice out there and everybody yeah. kind of helps themselves. And that's what people want. They want a community. That's why mm -hmm. there's so many Facebook groups out there to begin with. That's right. And and the learning is self-paced and there's modules on sleep and on meditation and on the perfect plate and on uh, understanding your epigenetics. And, you know, there's so many pockets of wellness that people don't learn that may in fact help them get to that goal that they haven't been able to reach before. So it's key. Audience, are y'all ready to pick her brain and get as much <laughs> juicy free nuggets from her as we can? Oh, that's a yes. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> type of struggles? And you kind of mentioned this. So if we've already answered it, that's fine. What are like the top two or three struggles that people are having that you coach, that you counsel on a regular basis? Like, what are you finding? What's your, what's your niche these days? Yeah, I, uh, so I have, a, I think you're asking about the health aspect. I have a, a chiropractic coaching boutique um, program that I also do. Um, so we can talk about practice issues too. But from a health perspective, um, it's exactly why the Change Cave was developed. It's because people have great ambition 
and they want to change, they really do, they either don't have the resources, the accountability or the community to make that change a reality. And so that that's what's the frustration. And it, it you know, insert word here, weight loss, sleep hygiene, I want to work out and get fit. I want to, you know, what whatever that pain point is for that person, they legitimately and sincerely want to make change. They either just don't understand how to do it, or they don't have the team in place, or they don't have the structure of how to set the goals and break them down into chewable bite-sized pieces that can be achievable. What are you finding for sleep? You know, they say mm-hmm. seven or eight hours, but there's a lot of people that either want to sleep on on four, or they're just, quote, mm-hmm. so busy that they only yeah. let themselves sleep four or five hours. What, what kind of yeah. detrimental effects are we having on our body? And what's one way maybe <laughs> we can fix that? Yeah, I, I love that because sleep is a little private passion of mine. I come from a family of horrible sleepers and uh, we all just kind of over dinner swap um, sleep techniques because, you know, we all go through different phases where we're trying something different. And it's so it's a passion of mine. Uh, but I do think I think what you're alluding to is is correct. And that is those that are saying, I can easily do four hours a night and I'm fine. Uh, you might feel fine now, but metabolically, adrenal, cortisol, all of that will catch up to you if you're not getting restorative sleep every night. And, and so I... I do not believe someone can survive optimally long term on on that reduced amount of sleep. So, yeah, I think it's key. You know, one of the studies that came out said women average eight to nine is appropriate. Men is seven to eight. And so that's what I usually recommend. And a big piece is when you go to sleep. So if you get seven to eight hours and it's from 12 to seven versus seven to eight hours and it's from 10 to six, that 10 PM to 12 to one right in there is key metabolic time. And if you push yourself too late, you miss some of that opportunity. So it's not just any seven hours. It's, it's kind of that key 10 to six, 10 30 to six 30, you know, um, however that works into your schedule, but that's the most ideal. You know, I, I was listening to something the other day. You work too hard, you stress out too much, and you don't sleep enough, testosterone is just going to drop. Oh, for sure. And that is one of the biggest problems with men today is low testosterone issues. And it manifests in so many different ways. Energy, uh, irritability, sleep problems, um, all sorts of things, weight gain, you know, there's all sorts of problems with that. So yeah, that seems to be sort of the issue of the day is uh, hormonal balance in men, not just women. Yeah. Mine was, uh, mine was low. I didn't, yeah, a couple of years ago, most, I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah. they're like, yeah, it's low. I was like, I'm not taking a drug for that, am I? They're like, no, 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 there's things you can do about it. So, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. And it seems like as I've gone through practice, it seems like now most men over 40, it's a pretty, there's a pretty good chance that they may register low at some point. So yeah, yeah that yeah. Makes, reminds not, us of <laughs> Yeah, not that you're over 40, Justin. No. I was just saying. That, and not that she's overweight you know. anymore either. Like, she's <laughs> fit. Like, you would never guess that she was an overeater at some point in life. Yes, definitely. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, in Chinese medicine stuff, you know, my wife talks about this. It's just, like, ingrained in their head. Like, you know, we should eat low, lower carbs. They're like, you should go to sleep between that time frame, you said. Because, they're like, yeah. this organ, this organ, and this organ detoxifies. And if you don't do it. Right. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, what are you talking I bet about? Yeah, I bet there's a lot of, of Chinese medicine that is super consistent with that and has even much more deeper meaning than we ascribe to it. So I always love reading about that too. That's great that you have that right in your backyard. Oh yeah. All that information. It's wonderful. 
you know, and I was writing a book and I was trying to dissect a lot of that stuff with the five elements and I was making yeah. a chart and, and I was like, wow, there's so much, there's so much yeah, to you, learn. You just, your book launches here pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah, it should be sometime in February. Unlike you, and I don't what, have a, di a direct date. <laughs> it's just going to yeah, show up the, one day. What's, what's the title of it again? Oh, it's going to be Needleless Acupuncture, Self-Treatment awesome. Guide for 40 Common Conditions. That's awesome. Well, I'm having you on my show, The Junk You Should Know Show on Facebook. I think you're coming on right after it releases. So I'm super excited to have you come on and talk about that. And your show's going to be on, it's a Facebook Live Fridays at a... At noon. At noon. Yeah, PST, noon, noon PST. Um, and yeah, we I actually just got off it. I did posture today and uh, that was fun. And then the last two weeks I've had uh, somebody I've been interviewing. So it's a fun show. I like it, but I'm looking forward to having you join me. And uh, it sounds like your book is going to be really, really great. I oh, appreciate that. Yeah. Speaking of nothing we're talking about, but kind of you, you threw in there, you do a little one-on-one <laughs> -on -one chiropractic coaching thing. I do. I I love keeping my hands in the industry and I have a small home practice that I still see patients and then I also have a, what I call a boutique coaching um, situation called First Five Consulting and I only coach chiropractors in their first or fifth year of practice. I love that group of people. I love when they're just getting out of school and they're excited and they're wondering what to do and so that is my sweet spot and I really enjoy working with the young doctors coming out just getting ready to launch. So so what's the, I really like that. What's a, it's going to be a three in one question, but I think you can handle yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. One, what is the one thing or two thing that they can do to hit the ground running? What's a way that they can get out of their own mindset way? Typically mm. it's like financial issues and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, instead of a, maybe a marketing tip, but we're going to ask you more marketing tips about that later. So maybe throw okay. in a um, staffing when should you oh. hire? Maybe maybe mm. give us a little wisdom on that since it's, that's a really mm. hard time in practice. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so your first question, you know, how do they get out of the, the way of their own mind? Uh, that is, that's a very tough one. And what, what <laughs> of course, because we, we all have to continually do that. Yeah. But I think one of the things that happens that I run into with my clients is they're like, I just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on school and I've been sitting in a desk for you know four years the last thing I'm going to continue to do is continue to get educated or coached or anything and if I can say anything that is coach 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 get coached find a mentor or a coach that you completely align with that can keep you consistent in your continued learning personally and professionally and don't ever let that go always have somebody and I made that mistake early in practice just I was tired of you know reading stuff and you know and I just let go of it all and I I saw the many 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 mistakes I did not need to make as a result of not having a great mentor or a great coach in my life so um, that's that's one and there's so many good ones out there right now so you you will find somebody who aligns with your personality and style and uh that's very key and then i forget all the other questions no, you're good uh, <laughs> maybe like a uh when should you hire staff is there oh, a good yeah, way that's to like do staff that is so subjective but what i will say uh is that i've always heard the round number of anybody should be able to practice up to 100 a week with one staff and or a hundred a week and then hire your first staff. Sorry. And I'm thinking, well, it completely depends on how you practice. And so 
for myself, I, in the, in the end, I had a very integrated practice and I had my staff doing a huge portion oh, of yeah. patient support, patient check-in, check-out, exams, exercise, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it really depends on how you practice. But I think the key is hire out what anyone can do so you can do what only you can do. And so if you are finding yourself in the weeds and you are spending time on, on things that are not value added to your practice, it is better to suck it up and hire somebody who can do those things so you can vision the practice, you can set the direction, you can do the networking, you can do the things that need to be done to bring to, to build the business to the degree that you dream of. And it is just a stopgap if you don't hire quickly enough. So I think I think that's really important. Yeah. And just making sure you have clear, clear concepts of what you want this person to do so that you get the most bang for your buck. Yeah, because I don't know how you would see 100 people a week and answer the even answer the phones correctly. I know. I know. I heard some guy say that from the platform. I'm like, oh, hell no. Am I going to do 100 a week without a staff member? There's I'm going to do no all way. the rehab. I'm going to do all the <laughs> yeah. setup and answer the phone and do yeah. insurance. That's crazy. I know. I know. I mean, 20, 40, 60, 80. So if you think about it, I mean, if you're a five day week, it's only 20 a day. And if you're a high volume practice, I get it. I mean, that gives you quite a few hours to do other things. But could you be spending your time better if someone was managing some of those things that really you are way overqualified to be doing? Um, so that that's my opinion. Well, and and you're making enough money to hire even a part, like even if it's part time, like if you're seeing 100 people, right. you should be yeah. financially not set, but capable yeah. of paying all your bills. Well, and the other thing I also recommend my docs are doing now is considering virtual assisting too, is, you know, blog post writing, social, social strategy. Um, there's also, you know, all sorts of personal life management stuff that VAs can be doing. And I think that lifts a weight significantly off a doctor if some of those things can just be taken from them. And, uh, and so that's such a great option now that wasn't available when I started practice. Agreed. Yeah. When we talk about misconceptions of, well, this is a tough one because you have a lot of options. So I'll let you kind of pick which way you mm -hmm. want to go with this. But misconceptions about your profession, about being an online entrepreneur, yeah. coaching clients, trying to set up programs that people would actually want to pay for and use mm -hmm. and actually benefit from, of course. Mm -hmm. what, what's some, what maybe what are some of the misconceptions if somebody like myself was like, I want to do what you're doing and like have an mm -hmm. online empire? Okay, I get what where the question is going. Um well, the misconception is that it's easier than brick and mortar practice. It's absolutely not. Um, I mean, it's everybody's working hard. We're all working hard in the online space and in the brick and mortar practice. And I think I thought I knew way more than I did about online space. And there was just, in fact, I was just talking to a new blogger today and I was like, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> There's so much to learn. And especially if you're considering developing a product, uh, the whole, the whole, you know, behind the curtain work that it takes to launch a successful product, most people really don't know. And so the greatest thing that you can do is immediately start to get people who are experts. So I have a tech expert, I have a blogging expert, I have a VA who's an expert in landing pages, I have an expert in Excel spreadsheets, you know, these are things that I don't do well. And so once I found all those people, I was like, okay, now I can do what I do. I love the creation, I love the development, the entrepreneurial piece of it. And, uh, and, and that's what I would say is that, you know, that you need to find a team that will help support you. And you also need to know it's not an easier route to go. It's just a different route to go. 
How have you found like VAs and Excel pros? Is it Fiverr or Upworthy or where do you find You know, I've, I have, I found my tech guy on Upwork and he's amazing. Uh, but I would say it's mostly networking. So networking within my industry. So within the health and fitness online industry, I have found everybody else. And um, it's, and that's, and that's the big thing with online is, it's very easy to get behind your computer and not stay connected. And so I work very, very hard to stay connected and attend live events and stay involved so that I can continue to make connections that will further help support my business and I can help support their business. Mm. I think that's what makes this, this interview with you is a little more difficult because they, every question I'm like, all right, what angle do we want to talk about? Because... <laughs> I know we can go both ways. Like, you know, in this <laughs> podcast, we want we want practical information. We got people that side hustle. We got people that maybe are thinking yeah. about it or just brick and mortar. And they're like, I don't care about all that online business y'all talk about. Help me out in practice. But um, marketing. Yeah. I love it. Sounds like you don't have a problem with it. Some people no, just don't like love it. it, but I think it's fun. But it's um, true. when you're marketing a brick and mortar practice, mm -hmm. what what's one or two tricks and then for like this product change cave, it's coming up. Yeah. What kind of things can you do to really market yourself and get a bang for your buck? That's great. Okay, so for uh, brick and mortar uh, uh, healthcare practices, um, I I always coach first on the lowest cost, highest return options, and so there are several. Uh, very simple techniques that you can do to promote your practice and it all stems around relationship building relationships with potential referral sources is the number one way in my opinion to build your practice so connecting with peer either health professionals doctors whatever kind of think of who your patient base is and find out who else is seeing that patient base and go and connect with them. And so that's a big one. And then also nurturing internally the potential referrals you have in each and every patient that walks through the door. I think we forget very, very quickly that those patients all have friends and family. And if you don't ask specifically, they think you're full, they think you're already too busy, they think already too many patients are coming through the door. And if you don't say, Mrs. Jones, you know, I love working with you and I would love to work with people like you. If you have any friends or family who are looking for a chiropractor, please refer them in here. I would love to take care of them. It's as simple as that done regularly can make a huge difference. And so that, that's my, that's my marketing tip for brick and mortar. Do you have to give TVs away? No, I don't think so. Okay. Does mean, if they don't know what I'm talking somebody about. It's, it's called referral, like a referral program. <laughs> you refer yeah. somebody, you get a, a ticket. If they actually show up, it's five yeah. tickets. And you know what, Justin, whatever you, Find what you feel is sincere and authentic in your heart as far as a delivery mechanism for promoting your practice. And I always say it's not sales, it's education. You are just teaching people uh, how to understand you know, what they need and, and then they make the decision. As soon as I made that shift that I, from sales to I'm going to educate you and then you can make your own personal decision about your body and how you want it worked on or treated, um, that made a big difference. And so... You know, if someone loves the idea of doing some big promotion in their office and it's fun and it gets all the patients riled up, that's, I mean, that's great. It incre increases energy and people get excited. I don't think you have to do that. So mm -hmm. if it doesn't fit for you, then you don't need to do that. But as far as the online space goes, each product I've launched and of course, every 
product launcher will say this. I know you talked to Ed Osborne not that long ago, and he's one of the masters in the industry. Uh, right? They'll say, you know, every time I do a new launch, I have learned so much more and it's more successful. And so I, I think um, really honing your strategy about how you are going to disseminate uh, through your distribution channels who is, who is going to come alongside you and partner with this project. So like earlier today, we talked about the Change Cave uh, connecting with other chiropractors. Those are going to be my distribution channels. Those people are going to help me um, move this product into the industry so that I can share this great information that I have with lots and lots of people. And so in the online space, I think you absolutely have to be very structured and you have to have many different distribution channels from your own personal email list to social distribution, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you know, whichever channel that you feel most connected to. And then not forgetting that it is still about relationships, even though it's online. And so creating those, those joint ventures with with people who you connect with deeply who support you and your product. Mm. That's a tough one, though. It's, yes, it, it requires, is. You know, I didn't realize the power, you know, I still don't know the power of Excel. I don't know how to write all these formulas inside there. It's pretty powerful. But just as <laughs> a, a, a checklist, what did you do? Documenting. And that's a nugget. If anybody's listening and they're like, doing yeah. medical doctor referral, like trying to get medical doctors or anything. If you don't track this stuff on Excel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's working? What's not working? Yeah. Absolutely. Did I send that you email? Know, yeah. I'm going to give you a little tip, Justin. I literally was just out with a, for a glass of wine with a fellow blogger who runs an online program. She's Her, her brain goes a million miles a minute. Uh, her website is called Uncork Your Dork. It's a hilarious, she's wonderful. But she turned me on to Airtable. Have you heard of it? What's that? It's, it's Excel for dummies. And I'm a dummy at Excel. And it's called Airtable.com. I have not looked at it, but we spent 15 minutes looking at it on our computer. And it literally has a whole bunch of templated spreadsheets that don't, they look pretty, they don't look like spreadsheets. And you can start plugging stuff in. So just like you're saying, you take a list of every doctor that you've contacted, when you contacted them, when your next contact is going to be, what, what was the con, and then like you say, you have documentation of kind of what your outreach has been and what's been effective and what hasn't. Ooh. So I think that's a really good idea. I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited to look at it because because uh, I'm at with this launch, it's going to be very important that I keep really consistent stats on what's working, what's not. And and uh, I think this will really help me, me and my little spreadsheet gal. Oh, we're yeah. Both like this. yeah. <laughs> when we're talking, when you've obviously had mentors and coaches. Mm-hmm. So audience, if you're ready, to start writing some some people's names down, you can learn behind the scenes here. Behind the curtain, I'm sorry. Hashtag behind the curtain, guys, remember. <laughs> Who have been your influential guides for your philosophy, for your marketing, or for your copywriting? Okay, so uh, as a young chiropractor, uh, Pat Gintempo was huge for me. I, I loved, he was one of the, well, in, in my experience, he was one of the first chiropractors that got up on stage and started talking about the business of a chiropractic business instead of just how to build your patient or how to get patients. Mm-hmm. He talked about the real, you know, it, it's a business and to look at it as a business. And I loved that. And then James Chestnut has been a huge inspiration for me. Uh, he is um, a chiropractor who runs the Certified Chiropractic Wellness Practitioner Program. Um, that's the one that 
I have the CCWP behind my name. That's because I went through the whole program and it's an excellent program. Uh, wonderful for chiropractors who want to expand kind of into a more um, broad scope, including exercise, nutrition, stress management, and a bunch of other things that can really complement what you're already doing in your office. So I absolutely loved him. From a business perspective, I'm enrolled right now in the Todd Herman 90 day year, and it has absolutely been a game changer. Uh, it, it's, it, I could say it's the best program I've ever done in my life. And that's high praise. He, it, yeah, he, um, this guy has got it figured out. I call myself a Hermanite now cause I'm, it's kind of like I'm a groupie and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and it's a really good program. And so if any, it's all about entrepreneurship and business strategy, but his biggest thing is getting on the field of play and not just reading about it or thinking about it, but here are the strategies and now let's get on the field of play and practice. And, um, how can you tell he comes from a sports psychology background? Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's, he's really, really great. And then as far as con writing content, I would just say there's a bunch of peer bloggers that have inspired me. They're a little further along the path and I've really been influenced by what they put out there and the consistency of their brand and the quality of their articles. And that's always something I wanted was I wanted evergreen content, uh, which means it never expires. Um, and so I can keep reposting it and reposting it and people still get value. And, uh, and, you know, everything from article length to kind of how it looks when it's posted, those are all things I've learned from other bloggers, I think. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, it, it's such a, like I use WordPress and mm. for the first almost year, everything worked out well. And then I don't know what happened. And to find out the answer, I actually can't just use, you know, you use WordPress? I do. So, you know, you just, the, the visual part, you can just type in there and you can hit enter yeah. and bold and heading to, well... When I do that, if I don't go back into the back end, like yeah. where you put codes, if I don't put like the, I don't even know what they're called, but the P and the page breaks and all this, oh. it just becomes one big paragraph. So if I don't oh. go in and do a little tweaking, it doesn't come out pretty. So I don't know. I don't know what I did. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but. <laughs> Justin, let's stay on the call a little after and we'll work out your WordPress issues. Okay? It's, just, it's so frustrating. <laughs> And so no matter what you do, there's always, there's always something that's going to be a hurdle. Oh, so true. It's funny. I was just listening to so one of my uh, class from the 90 day year today, and it was talking about, you know, with the, with the online space, there is always, always going to be technical problems almost every day. You just have to count on it and expect it. And they're going to take twice as long. And oh yeah, I mean, that, that's online space is wonderful until your website crashes. And <laughs> uh, so, you know, and like he's made a comment, it's quote easy to create a program. It's hard yeah. to actually push submit so that people can judge you and yes. with, their, with their mind, with their dollars and everything else. Like that's a whole nother piece that it's, we don't think about. Yeah. yeah, it's very true. I have a quote up on my board behind me here that says, um, it says, I'm going to try to do it from memory. Uh, the more you believe in what you do, the less what everybody else thinks of it matters. And so with online programming, I try to get to the point where I am so clear and so strongly convicted about whatever it is I'm putting out there that what others think of it matters less. However, it is a business. And so if we don't market it well, then it becomes a hobby and not a business, right? <laughs> Have so, you have you had any product launches that just failed and then had oh, to yeah. overcome that? 
Yeah, sure. I would say uh, when I released my book, The Three Day Reset, I did not know what the heck I was doing and I did not do it well. And then subsequently, I did an online program for that book. And I also didn't launch it in any way that I should have. It did fine, but it could have been a lot better knowing what I know now. And so I think the experience hopefully will lend well when we release The Change Cave on the 14th, 15th. And, you know, like we said, you're going to learn every time. And uh, boy, it's it's a process. What can we do potentially to spot a fly-by-night company? There's so many people that are selling, mm. eat this, get this program. Maybe they have a personal trainer's background. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't. But how can mm-hmm. you tell if somebody's worth their weight? You know, I, that's such a huge, and I remember in practice, I, I, I remember patients coming in. I mean, I'm doing this and, you know, and I, I got this online and no, no, no. And I agree with you. There is just so much out there. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there teaching who don't have the credentials to be teaching what they're teaching. So I think first you look at credentials and experience. And so, for example, some of my favorite health and wellness um, bloggers out there is Josh Axe, who's a chiropractor, Dr. Hyman, who's a medical doctor, Mercola, who's a medical doctor. Um, you know, these are these are great resources. And so often I'll just direct my, my patients towards really highly credentialed folks who Uh, have the background to be writing what they're writing and as far as programs go it's it is tough because uh it doesn't take much i mean it it doesn't take much to become a personal trainer Uh, and so if you're selling some kind of fitness program but i think you know if a program is seasoned and it's been uh proven over time then i think you know there's there's a great opportunity to use it. But I also think if you are a lay person and you don't know, then you should make sure that you qualify the program with your chiropractor or your naturopath and just have them take a look at it and see if they think it's right for you as well. You know, seek out an expert who can maybe guide you on that. Yeah. Because you made you made a comment about epigenomes and different things. And yeah, we're not all going to be into that. But no. most of your doctors are going to be able to tell you, is this work? Does this not work? Yeah. But if it's a yeah. new fad, a quote, a fad type of thing. I know. You it's, might know more. Is, they might know more than the doctor because if you don't learn. Oh, for sure. Yes, that's really true. So like, let's say somebody wants to do this, um, a keto program. Right. Well, not every doctor is going to know everything there is to know about keto. Uh, but I, what are you, I think you have to do. <laughs> I think you have to do a lot of your own research and just make the best judgment you can. And, and, uh, it, it, it is, it's a difficult thing because there is so much out there right now. Oh, real quick. You mentioned, uh, getting on like different podcasts and different things, you know, Jim Chester. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't reached, I know the name. Oh, is he a good one to reach out to? Reach out to him because he's having like a four month women's spotlight. I did it first. I did it first. (laughs) But he, he's doing a four-month women's spotlight, oh, yeah. and I just sprinkle that's, you guys in all the time. But he, that's awesome. He would thank probably you, love to have you on. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to write down his name. That's great. I, I love just chatting with people. So podcasts are super fun because I don't have to dress up, and uh, <laughs> and we can have a nice chat and laugh, and um, people can take what they like from it. Hopefully, they find a couple little pearls of wisdom and, and uh, take it and go. Oh, because we are about <laughs> to jump into a fun part of the interview. Which is? The personal side. Oh, you know, I, I like this side. This, this is good fun. stuff. So you had a brick and mortar. Your husband's traveling like a like a madman for work. Yes. How are y'all able to take vacation and 
is there a way to take more? Oh, uh, I don't think any of my family or friends would say that my husband and I need to take more vacation because we are very strategic in how much we take. But what I will say is both of us being in the nature of our businesses understand that vacation isn't uh, completely unplugging by any means. It's going to a really beautiful place and enjoying it, but also working a little bit while you're there. And we're both completely fine with that. And I think it's a little bit of a new normal for everybody. And if it allows us to go more often and we have to put in a couple hours work in the morning, I'm all for it. So that's, that's one of the ways we do it. So for folks who have a hard time, you know, if you have a brick and mortar, it's obviously more difficult, but I have a, a colleague in Toronto. She's a chiropractor and she insists she takes six to eight weeks off every year. And it's mindset, really. It's, you say, oh, I can't take four. Well, why can't you take more than four weeks? You know, it's, it's really up to you to decide how, how much you want to take. And so back to your question, we take a lot of vacation. We love it, but we do both tend to do a little bit of work during our vacations and it's, it's great. And so it works well for us. He's gone. I would think what you were alluding to my husband travels about 75, 80% of the time. And so uh, then we try to find lots of opportunities to get away together or just have special weekends or special uh, weeks away together that we can reconnect. Yeah. I was gonna say, cause if he's gone all the time, <laughs> how are y'all able to keep the love alive and feel connected when you have those type of different schedules? I look at it as good fortune now, had the good fortune of being introduced long distance when we met. And we actually dated long distance for four years, which ensured that we figured out really great communication skills because we couldn't hug it out. Uh, we had to we had to talk it out. We had to get on the phone. We had to use our words. And, and so we are very, very skilled and disciplined about making sure we connect two or three times a day, every single day in some way, shape, form uh, or another. And that really, it works well for us. And we are both very, very independent people. We have very, very full lives independently. And we support and respect that about each other. And so I think that works well. And then the minute we're together, it's it's wonderful because we have tons to talk about and we're very connected. And so it, it works for us. It's not a, a recipe for everyone. Not everyone would want it that way, but it does work really well for us. Just so y'all know, I'm going to pick on her for a second. This was before video. So they had to probably take a picture, mail it in the mail, and stare Literally. at this picture while connected yeah. to the, the landline with a long cord. Yeah. Hey, baby. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not kidding. In fact, email had just started. And so I had to go to the library <laughs> to get onto a big computer to dial up and start let you know the black and green the green letters and the black screen we had to type and then do all sorts of like coding to get it to send and and then oh. it would take for oh yeah so no, this is before was, aol instant messenger too like oh, doo, doo, doo. just yeah and it just aol had just started and so it was just hilarious and we literally did send each other a photograph to introduce ourselves to each other because we hadn't actually met we were introduced blindly oh, wow. and uh oh yeah it was it was like um uh, what do you call that? Arranged marriage a little bit because somebody introduced us and we really hadn't met until about four months into the relationship. So that's awesome. It was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about hobbies, kids, mm. uh, sports. What else do you mm -hmm. do to try to clear your mind, have fun and have a full life? Yeah. 
yeah, and full life is and life full of adventure is huge for me. And so uh, we we definitely design that into our life on a regular basis. So we love to ski and hike, and I do a lot of inline skating as well. And I do I love weight training, so I do a lot of that as well. Um, fitness for me really clears my brain, and it I have I t can tend toward a little anxiety. And so when I if I exercise regularly, it's super great. I call it my anti-anxiety med because it's, <laughs> it just clears my head. So I love that. We uh, chose not to have children. So we are very involved with our nieces and nephews and our extended family. And uh, we get a lot of love and time with them and, and um, really enjoy that part of our life as well. You said indoor in, in line skating. Do you go to the skating rings or like no, <laughs> where do I you know go? everywhere as I live, you would fall and bust your face right? because of the bad sidewalks. <laughs> I used to roller skate as a kid. In fact, there was a period of time I didn't actually have shoes. I only had roller skates. Come and on. Uh, and I roller skated everywhere. I'd walk up and down stairs on roller skates. I loved it. And then I gave it up for a while. And then in chiropractic school, I dated a hockey player. And he got me on inline skates. And I fell in love. So I've done it for you know, 25, 30 years. And then I finally was like, you know, I want a little competition. And so I looked up and found that there are inline skating marathons all across the country. What? And uh, yeah. And uh, so I'm like, dude, I'm going to do one of these. And so I went to Duluth, Minnesota for my first 26 mile inline skating marathon. And I never looked back. I, I just I love the sport so much. And uh, it's a great way to get out and get some speed. And just it's so much fun. Is it and, easier? Than doing a real marathon. I mean, it's still 26 miles. Oh my right? gosh. Yes. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not whether you finish or not. Unlike a marathon, it's what your time is. So it's all about time. Yeah. I pretty much, I mean, it, you have to train a little bit there, no doubt, yeah. but uh, it, it would be difficult not to finish it. It's, it's, it's not that hard, but to try to get a good time. I mean, some of these guys are doing it and doing 26 miles, you know, they're, they're getting up to 33, 35, 37 miles an hour. I mean, they're going, these guys are fast. Whoa. So that's, that's not me. I'm back in the recreational group. <laughs> I gotta look into that. Cause you know, I used to, I used to do like, um, like ramps and things like that. I was never oh, good, cool. but inline skating was kind of in my blood. I can never really skate backwards. So whatever, whatever that means. Oh, but. well, and I can't either. And if I see a hill, I get terrified. So it was funny. I went to, I went to, um, uh, wine country in California, they had a an, a, a, an event there that I trained for. And I literally drove the course the night before. And I said, eh -eh, not going to do it. There were way too many downhills because those things freak me out. And, um, I just see my face scraping along the pavement at, you know, 50 miles an hour. No, thank you. So mm -hmm. I just opted out. And, um, but I've done a lot of other ones that are, uh, comfortably flat and they make me very happy. Wow. I just learned something new today. I know I there always say this. Go. It doesn't matter what you're into. There's a group with it. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, there really I mean, is. Yeah. The Duluth one has 4,000 skaters. Like it's, it's not nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like 4,000. That's a lot. That's more than my high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I am pretty sure you have one of these morning lunch or dinner routine that grounds you for the the rest of the day yeah for sure uh i i have a lot of those uh, but i the one that i think is it is most grounding for me is that at the end of the day when i'm winding down from work i physically take pen to paper and i write out every half hour 
and I look at my day and I structure it exactly how I want to envision it going. And I literally put on every half hour what project I want to work on. And I do what I call block and tackle. So I'll take an hour or 90 minutes and specifically only put one objective in there. And then once, I mean, of course, your day is going to unfold in different ways and things go wrong. But the fact that I can sleep on what my intentions are for the next day makes the next day much more successful. So I re- that that's one of my things that I coach uh, people on, on all the time is getting very intentional the night before about your following day. I'm, I'm feeling extra chatty today, apparently. Oh, excellent. You know, I, you know, doing the blog, two books, trying to, you know, do different things with like the marketing and, and, uh, sending out emails and trying to get like sponsors and doing all these different things. There's a lot, you know, that may not sound like a lot for some people, but when you have internet, that's kind of slow. Sometimes a a simple project takes longer than you want, but you can, I could spend all day on the podcast. You know, I don't just record the week of like, I could have six waiting to be released. So I could spend three or four days in a row, all stop nonstop podcasting, but that's not going to be good. That's not going to get your stuff done. So I've learned what you're talking about is 60 minutes to 90 minutes or whatever you feel like you need to do on a topic, no matter what your stopping point, you quit and you move on to the next thing and you move on to the next thing. And that way, every day you've reached a goal or closer to a goal. Otherwise, you may never get to the book writing because book writing is complicated and takes forever. And but podcasting is easy. I just have to listen and edit and feel like you accomplished something, but you didn't finish your bigger goal. And that is, you know, within that hour, let's say you're working on a podcast, but then a text come in. So you check your text and then text reminds you, you wanted to look at something on Facebook. So you check something on Facebook and there's a cool <laughs> article on there. So yeah. And, and every time you context shift uses glucose in your brain, it fatigues your brain more quickly. It takes you minutes to get your brain back to where you wanted it to be. So limiting context shifting makes you so much more productive. So in that 60 to 90 minutes, literally nothing else happens other than what your objective is. Your phone is off. You don't check email. You don't, you know, you set separate times of the day to do that. Then you can actually create much more momentum in your business life. And like you said, whether you do a to-do list or a night before and you do everything broke down, now you know, like, these are the things that need to be accomplished and ranking those things. You know, there's a lot of little things. Yes. The ranking is key too. It's like, what if I could only do one of these things? What is the one thing? And uh, I absolutely. Here's one more nugget Justin's learned. If you know, say after lunch, you get tired. Maybe that's when you do the simple things instead of doing those in the first part of the day. Like mm-hmm. that way you don't feel like you are wasting your day or, or whatever. Yeah. Like just using your time a little more wisely, knowing your ups and downs I- in life. Yeah, I think so too. And and tackling some of those bigger projects in the morning when you're fresher is is good too. Even though it takes me, I take I'm not a morning person, so it takes me a little while to wake up. I find even with that, if I do the the harder projects, I actually get them done faster and more effectively uh, than if I try to tackle them at three or four in the afternoon. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> why it took an hour when it could have took twenty minutes the day before. You're like, what? Is, what? You and I, you and I talked before about the whole concept of time expansion and how if you allow 20 minutes or you allow an hour, that's how long it's going to take, oh, right? About. So you, you expand to the time that you've allotted yourself. So what I recommend to people is allow yourself less time than you actually think it's going to take. You can always take more, but see if you can t- time yourself, see if you can get it done, challenge yourself. And it is shocking often how productive you can be if you have, if you're on a time clock. Well, I'm ready yes. for this books blogs, favorite phone apps. What you got for us? Okay. 
So Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown is a great book. There's a part in there on braving. It's an acronym that stands for boundaries and reliability and accountability and a bunch of other words. And it is a phenomenal read. Everybody should read that. It was great. And then there's a book that I'm uh, finishing right now on TED Talks. And I think you and I have alluded to this one before too. It's white with red writing. I can't remember who the author is. But if you are presenting at all, and if you own a practice and you're presenting every day to a patient, an audience of one, uh, we all need to be working on our presentation skills. And this is a great sort of, you know, chapter by chapter, hack by hack of how to present well. And I really like that book a lot. With examples in Uh, the book. What's that? With examples, like go watch this TED Talk. You'll see what I'm talking about, what I just described. Yeah. And that's what's great is because, again, TED Talks are short and sweet. And if he can give you an example that doesn't take long to just, oh, yeah, okay, now I get how that person's doing that. Uh, it's that's been super super effective. So I, I love those two books right now. Is what I what I uh, is most recent in my mind. Uh, as far as blogs, I'm I am constantly reading fitness and health blogs. So those are the ones that I really enjoy a lot. But if anybody out there is thinking of doing any kind of membership program online, the membership guys is a, an unbelievable resource. So that's I'm on that blog all the time right now, and so that's a great one. And um, you know, from a from a nutrition and fitness standpoint, I really like Against All Grain is a great uh, uh, blog and Civilized Caveman is a great blog. So those are some good ones. And then as far as apps go, I you mentioned MyFitnessPal. That is just everybody should use that. It's so good. And I teach clients every day. Most people don't realize you can put your food in, but then there's also backdoor ways to look at what are your proteins, fats, and carbohydrate percentages? What are your nutrients? How many sugar grams are you getting every day? There is a wealth of data that if you just explore the app a little bit, it's super fantastic. And it integrates with so many other uh, wearables and, and different things that you can use to to supersize the app. So I love that one. And then what other app do I use a lot? Well, I, I like uh, Strava too, is another great one for getting you excited about working out and, uh, you know, catering to the little competitor inside of you. So mm-hmm. those are good ones. Very good. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm sorry. Can I give one more? Um, more for the business person uh, Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O is a is an app or uh, it's also online. And it is a phenomenal organizational tool. If you have a team of people and you're all working on a project, this Trello, it's like a big whiteboard with post-its all over it. Mm-hmm. And you can move them around and you can add and take away and you can see who's working on what and it is a phenomenal um, organizational tool for you and your staff to use on special projects or theme days or anything. So T-R-E-L-L-O. Does that integrate with like Google Docs and all that? Uh, You know what? I think I just read that it does. Uh, It has a lot of integrations actually. So check that out. I, I can't say yes or no on that. Okay. But how can people get in touch with you? Thank you. Uh, how can people get in touch with me? Well, I'm always at wellfitandfed.com. Uh, there's an email there. And then my Facebook page is super, super active. That's wellfitandfed.com or wellfit, slash wellfitandfed on Facebook. And then uh, the Junk You Should Know show is Fridays at noon PST. And I'm always available right before and after that show. If you want to comment in the section there and ask any questions, I'm super available there. And, um, and then my website has, if any anybody's interested in coaching or anything like that it has my website has that all on there so thank you so much justin absolutely what a great time you really brought it if, if you guys didn't get at least 
15 nuggets out of this episode. I don't, I don't know what y'all were doing. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. And Justin, you're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. And I look forward to hearing more and more of your podcasts. Keep going. I, they're just great. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I want to make you aware of a couple of things. A doctorsperspective.net. We got a few things to talk about. We've got some free handouts for nerve pain, numbness in the arms and legs, and also a 12 exercises. If you experience some back pain and want your core stronger, you experience some neck and shoulder tightness and pain, these are free to download. Okay. It's under resources. Also under the resources tab is my new book, Needleless Acupuncture, Self-Treatment Guide for 40 Common Conditions. Stop the hurting with no needles or meds, your roadmap to self-treat your condition painlessly. We're talking things like anxiety, insomnia, neck pain, back pain, uh, possibly some knee issues, stomach issues, tired, arm and leg pain, even a little bit of sinuses, toothache, all those types of things. This book really is for those, they're busy, they don't have time to drive to an office, spend an hour, and go back to work. All right. So it allow, this book allows you to do it from the from your own house. It's also for the person that maybe doesn't have an acupuncturist within like a 90-minute drive just to go see one. So that's pretty inconvenient. It's also for the person who is afraid of needles. So there's alternatives to that method that we show you in the book. And lastly, for the person who's like, I really can't afford as much care as I need. So this is a way. Invest in a book. And now you're able to do it at your house with pictures with words, and even videos. Things that I've learned from working in China, Western references, Eastern references, and practical experience. So check it out. I think you're going to like it. The first book, Today's Choices, Tomorrow's Health, again, is version 2.0. We got everything from what is chiropractic, what is pain, some exercises, some stretches, lots of lessons learned from my time in China, like portion control, is it okay to feel hunger, secret recipe. Heck, and I love talking about it. I even got a whole section on finances, like budgeting, creating a budget, how to scale back if you overspend, which is a huge problem for most people. So I'll cover that. It's got some really good reviews. So hopefully you will take a look at that. You can get it as a PDF for free or you can pay for it in different areas. Lastly, of course, we've got some chiropractic tongue-in-cheek t-shirts about being a mixer. You do rehab, you do adjustments. You think the adjustment's really a powerful thing, but you also believe that you need to do muscle work and those types of things. We got some pretty cool shirts, mixers, and under the resources tab as well. Well, as always, wherever you listen to the show, if you rank it five stars, that would be awesome. And of course, on the top right of the website, there's all the social media icons. Pick your flavor, follow me, interact, and I interact back. If you got any suggestions, email me. Have a good week. We just went hashtag behind the curtain, and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.